<laughs> Hello, welcome out to the Death Battle cast. What is going on? Well, Sorry, off the track. Two seconds Good job. and everything's wrong. <laughs> like we that. are the cast and crew of Death Battle. No, and don't do that. I was insane. Oh, I'm Sean. Play Wiz. That's Tori and this writer. Chad. Hi, I'm an animator. They do things for This death. is Chad's neck. Hi, I'm Chad. Oh, that was nice. And we all were <laughs> part. See, that was a good setup. <laughs> You're really good. We all were part of the episode that just came out, Crash vs. <laughs> For Spyro. Uh, thank you to Dollar Shave Club for sponsoring this episode of Death Battlecast. Stay Thanks. tuned until later in the episode. We will have more information about a great deal you can get with them. Yeah. All right. So, Sean, this is what? Second time being on Death Battlecast? Second time. All right. No, He's 0 and 1. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not used to yeah. it. 0 and 1. 0 for 1. Yeah, that's, that's a nice Yang shirt. Oh, thank you. you yes. Great. This is my Yang cosplay. Did I'm you hear gang shirt? I thought you said gang shirt. I did too. That's a nice gang shirt. Yeah. Growing up, throwing up the W's. But yes, this is uh, uh, officially my second time on the podcast and my first death battle. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We got the Crips. We got the Bloods. We got the Daisies. Do we? The Daisies. The Daisies. Yeah. I like to call them the Banana Clan. They keep people on the their toes. They the Banana Ramas. The Banana. <gasps> The, the banana ram. That's a, like, oh my god! Stick. You don't want to know so what they do game. with bananas to get the ram apart. Ah, uh, Chad James, nothing. Always sexual with you. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't have to be sexual. I thought they were just, you know, it's a banana. It's just a banana slam. Yeah, but you said ram. And then you shove. And then banana. Anyway, <laughs> we got a lot to cover for this episode because Crash vs. Uh, Spyro, that one dragon, uh, let's get, let's get just aired. Man. And we're super excited to share it with serious. you. If you haven't seen Crash vs. Spyro, please go watch it. Yeah. Uh, because so we might spoil a little bit. We will. While talking about it. We absolutely it's will. The QA. And uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And I don't have the chat with me right now because we are recording this just a little bit in advance because things are very busy at Rooster Teeth this week. Yep. Uh, but if you are watching this live on Friday, please jump into the chat. You know, hang out with anybody who's there watching this. And uh, next week, we absolutely will be back in the chat right here chatting with you guys as the show continues. So we've got some questions mm -hmm. from we the viewers yep. mm -hmm. for Crash for Spyro, as well as a little behind the scenes thing. Oh. That was put together for the animation. Oh, cool. Oh. So I want to look at that right now. Let's go ahead and bring that up. And Torian, you can go ahead and run us through what's going on in the uh, I have no idea what you're talking behind about. Behind the scenes thing. Did Christina put you this You didn't together? see this? No. Oh, no. Okay. Z well, we'll figure it out as we go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right, let's, go, let's go ahead and bring that up. Storyboard. Oh, Christina's so good. Yep. So she uh, already I love Christina her. storyboarded the entire fight, right? She storyboarded up in like where it started off at, because I already did most of it when she came. I mean, some of it when she came. <laughs> but like, yeah, like yeah, these are so cool. Oh. So how exactly did you use these to build the episode? Uh, I just kind of me and Jerome kind of really took her panels and just that kind of gave us inspiration for like how to shoot certain things and certain animation styles. I think they were really helpful for a drone because I personally don't use storyboards. So it's very hard for me to convey to him um, like what angles I have in my mind and animation styles. But Christina being able to draw that stuff out so well, it definitely helped him. And I think that's what kind of helped him rise to the occasion for this because he did most of Spyro's animation like yeah. by himself. So it was pretty cool. Because you tried to mocap it and it and failed it horribly. Nope. Were you just jumping around flapping your arms? Like trying. They had me on the pulley system and it just didn't work. I, and, then, and she also animated, her and Jerome animated the last like 20 seconds of that fight. It was pretty cool. Looks great. Yeah. 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 They're awesome. Man, those storyboards are pretty cool. Yeah. She's great. So Let's bring uh, Christina no, on sometimes. Normally we don't storyboard quite that much of the fight, and when we do storyboard, it's like stick figures. Mm. So <laughs> it's nice to have uh, an actual artist. Oh my god, Ben's storyboards are the best. Uh, they're, just, they're just the best. I think I took a picture of one, I'm gonna post it. <laughs> you <laughs> like should. Because they're terrible. Yeah. They're awful. Hey, I don't know how to be an artist. Did it convey, could it convey the meeting? That's all it needs to do. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Sometimes, stick figure man looks surprised now. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly like a stick figure and then a description underneath. Yeah. This, which completely defeats yeah, the point. Yeah, what are you typing? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, so props to Christina for making yeah, yeah. an awesome was, uh, storyboard animatic. She has been an awesome addition to the team. Uh, yeah, we yeah, she's totally put that up. Yep. That storyboard clip thing. Yeah, we could probably put that up as like a little like behind the scenes footage. Yeah. 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 So speaking of behind the scenes stuff, um, if you haven't seen the commentary for Crash for Spyro, we answered a couple of these upcoming questions in that. 
Um, but there is a whole list of questions that we pulled from uh, comments uh, on the video since it's been posted that I feel like we should probably kind of address here. This is what we do every time an episode airs. We sure. come to the cast and chat about the episode and what people thought about it. All right, Ben, pull me through the gauntlet. Well, Let's we, do it. Luckily, Let's do it. you, all, all of us were involved That's <laughs> in true. this one. That's true. Were we? Yeah. I mean, you animated <laughs> the fucking thing. <laughs> I didn't know. I know. And Ben and I, <laughs> ben and I did the research initially for this one, and then Sean. Yeah, I started off writing the fight. Yep. Because um, this was Sean's first death battle uh, coming in. You've been a part of ScrewTech for years and years. Yeah. Um, kind Good of G. as a behind-the-scenes role, mm -hmm. and now you're jumping into the production stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and for the first yes. fight. I think you did pretty good. Oh, all right. You did pretty good. Oh, okay. Well, you wrote the fight. No, just kidding. You're <laughs> hard. Uh, you're a hard one to impress. I'll take the credit. I think you did pretty good. You did pretty good. All right. So the first question that we have uh, from our viewers is: Can you explain the reasoning behind using Legend Spyro? We kind of explained this in the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I figured you might want to kind of elaborate on it. I mean, it's it's exactly what you think it is. There are many versions of Spyro, and whether or not you believe the fan theory that they're just reincarnations of the same Spyro every ten generations. Which does make a lot of sense. Which yep. does make a lot of sense. Does make a lot of sense. Um, Legend Spyro can do anything that the other Spyros can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with Legend Spyro having a bit more of a story fleshed out and, you know, generally having access to every power that all the other Spyros do, plus a few more, it seemed like the right way to go. Yep. Yeah, it made Thanks. the most sense to look at. Like, typically with Death Battle, based on the rules that we have for Death Battle that have been in effect for several years now, uh, we generally try to look at each character, their like primary source, like the original source, the main source that everybody considers the primary source, is what we pull from primarily. That's why it's called the primary source. And then anything outside of that, like movies, like with comic book characters, it's easy. The comic book is like the primary source. And then any movies or TV shows we can look at, but if they don't support the primary source, then we kind of shove them aside and don't really worry about using them in the analysis because they are different characters with different abilities, right. different stories. Every so often, though, we run into a character that doesn't quite have that setup. That's why the death battle rules are so fluid because we deal with all sorts of different kinds of characters, all sorts of different kinds of environments and stories. And Spyro doesn't really have one main timeline. It's two main timelines and then Skylanders. And then they used him to sell Skylanders yeah. initially. Which yeah. Skylanders itself might have multiple timelines because there's a comic book, there's the games, and there's, there's the cartoon, yeah. yep. which all three seem to have slightly different variants on the story. Yeah. So who knows what's and, going on with and that. And now there's a, a reboot, reimagining of the original trilogy, which assumably is the same but could be different because nobody's played it yet. So we don't know. You said assumably. Yeah. Huh. Well, I you know that'll spending be, too much time around presumably. Sam. Presumably, that'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see because the first Spyro game starts out with that weird camera interview. Uh, oh yeah, and then, <laughs> and then like it, does. it feels so nineties. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, they gotta keep that. I'm sure they will, but they, yeah, it's a, they're you know like giving like an interview, and then suddenly all the dragons are turned into stone or crystal or whatever. And then Spyro's off because a nasty Nork. I can't <laughs> wait for that game. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's so cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, well, there's another question that kind of covers the different timelines and sure. stuff. But uh, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, the next question is a much simpler one. Uh, where was Spyro's armor? Uh, and from from Legends, the specifically, there's one yeah, or Dawn, two games. Dawn where of the Dragon. Just really, just the one game. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things. Is like when we're taking everything into consideration. Um, you look at these two characters, and they're both incredibly durable without the armor. So having it is really just an aesthetic choice. I mean, it oh, did. Sorry. Also, the games does. <laughs> the game isn't even consistent about displaying the armor or not. You you have the armor yeah, on the character, like, and half the time it's gone. Like sure. I mean, I mean, the main reason it wasn't really included is because it's like a one-time thing. It's like a one-time thing. It doesn't thing. necessarily. It doesn't at all change the victor. Nope. Uh, and when I think everybody when. It, a lot of people, I'm sure, if they saw the, the fight and Spyro was in full armor, would think, oh, that's awesome. But that's not the Spyro I remember. Yeah, yeah. it'd be really weird yeah. for yeah. people. I can't even think of when he was in armor. Like, if I, if you just said Spyro to me, like, I wouldn't 
Right. My image, the image in my head is not him and Norm. Because the other side of the of of why we didn't do it is one, it was just one time thing, and two, it's not even like a main part of the story. It's like yeah. a side thing. Yeah, right? it's his little side thing, and then basically, if you got all pieces of the armor, then unlocks the ability to do aether aether breath, and so oh. like cool. So if we included the armor and then he won, then the obvious counter argument would be, well, what if you didn't include the armor? Because right. including the armor is kind of iffy anyway. Mm -hmm. So we just didn't even bother. Yep. then that kind of just seals the deal with that argument without even addressing it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. like, yep. like literally addressing it. Uh, uh, third question. The winner was predictable, so why bother? <laughs> it was and super fun. It's always cracked me up. This, this is a question that, uh, that we get on a lot of episodes, and I did want to just bring it up real briefly to say we understand that not every death battle is going to necessarily have a surprise twist ending, you know, uh, where the underdog ends up winning. Rest in peace, Raiden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I think of every time someone's like, like, and everyone's like, mm, what death battle was a stomp? Thor versus Raiden. But that, but that's a good <laughs> that example. Hard. That's a good like, example though, because that fight's so fun. And you use, I love every time we do a when, Mortal he, when he lands and runs. It's my favorite yes. part. <laughs> every, every, every time we do a Mortal Kombat thing, I'm like, please use the sprites where it was just them taking pictures of themselves. Yeah. I love them sprites, and he's just like he's just running. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just immediately that's straight so, down. That's so fun. Why would I we ever do a two D Mortal Kombat fight without those sprites? I would yeah. rather. <laughs> I, in my honest opinion, like having close fights and surprise twists is that's that's all that's great and all. But I would totally like more so do a fight just surely based on like how fun it is. Oh, for sure. Then like if it's gonna be this dramatic close battle of wits, like I don't fucking care about and that. I want it to be super fun. Yeah. I want like Crash to murder his friend and then have a good time <laughs> fighting him. Like he's just having a good time. He's fighting shit. He's like got a copter pack. He does the kin move from Street Fighter. Yeah, he does. He. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna tell him about that? You wanna tell him about that? You snuck that, that in was. there. What are you talking about? All right, <laughs> go back and watch and, and uh, take a look at Crash's moves. It's so yeah. funny, and he's like has this big ass yeah. fucking grin on his face the entire fight. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, and also so like good. half of the fun of Death Battle is also like learning about the characters, right? Yeah. So like, even no matter how much we think we know about a character, every time we do win a Death Battle, we learn something new. You know, many things new. Um, and that's always really cool to yeah. present. So even like if the victor is a little predictable, then you know. And also, like, how many times have we done a death battle that we were like, oh, this person's clearly going to win, and then found some crazy shit that we didn't know about with the other combatant, and it actually made the fight a lot closer than we thought. Well, yeah. And, and I, think, I think some people might expect there to be some sort of pattern involved with how we, like, schedule out a death battle season where we try to intersplice certain episodes in certain places that will surprise people. That's like, okay, they've had two episodes in a row that have where the, the underdog lost. So clearly, the next episode, the underdog is going to win because otherwise, it's just gonna be the same thing over and over. And we don't do that. At all. Like, when we schedule this stuff out, yeah. We might have an idea of who might win. Yeah. We, there's always that. You you always start off with a match going looking at Crash for Spyro and just based off looks alone, you're thinking, oh, well, the dragon, of course, is gonna win, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the initial impression. But we don't schedule the show out, you know, season out, based yeah. on winners. Because we don't know the winners until we start working on the episodes. So yeah. it is possible that we might have like six episodes in a row where the underdog, quote unquote, loses. It's possible, or there might be six episodes in a row where the underdog wins. We don't know. We don't plan that. Yeah. We just try to make a fun, entertaining, and informative episode. What do you think time. is like? What do you think has been like some of the closest fights, like to where you were like on your edge of your seat, like I don't know who's gonna. Fight. Link versus Cloud. Raiden versus uh, mm -hmm. a Raiden versus Wolverine. Wolverine. I think Stands I'm gonna go with like Laura versus Drake. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, know. fuck I don't... it. Hulk versus Doomsday. Sorry. Yeah. My default yeah. has always been Link versus Cloud because. Ben. That's like an old, old that yeah that we dig that up but oh my god Hulk versus Doomsday we reopened that argument I can't I, I don't know how many times we were like that's it it's wrapped it's done and then I I was a big cause of this I'd be like but and then everyone's like ah and then it would restart I, know, I think like the Laura Drake one is pretty close I mean his fucking luck ran out like mm. he got fucked yeah <laughs> like I mean everybody looks at death battles different ways like you're looking at it from the the argument standpoint mm -hmm. like. You're thinking that that one was close because there's oh yeah yeah we're, we're so balanced like there's an argument for Doomsday winning and an argument for Hulk winning and right. it's hard to like figure out which one trumps it. Yep. You're looking at it based on just the fight like, itself. Yeah, like but combat prowess and yeah. stuff like that. Like, like I think the the Sam and Snake one could have went either way. Like, mm. uh, a lot of these episodes could go either way, and we for have, sure like that's the whole point of Death yeah, yeah. trying to find 
nano machine. But just like that, that situation to where it, there's not like like Crash is clearly the underdog. He's a bandicoot. For sure. It's a magical <laughs> dragon. Like, he's clear, but like those episodes to where the underdog isn't, because like in every conflict, there's clear, there's like an underdog or there's like a person that's favored to win or something like that. But like the episodes where that's not very clear, I think are some really fun ones. And Crash, and even with these underdogs, like they still find moments to, like, yeah. still find moments where they surprise us. Crash's sure. durability yep. is way higher than I Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. Crazy Cra tough. Crash is insanely so, terrible. Yeah. yeah, I did this Spyro research, and I'm like looking through, and like, my experience was I played the original Spyro games, right? The original trilogy, and that's when I had stopped playing Spyro. So I went back in, and I'm like, I'm going through <laughs> Legends, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like it just keeps going. You know, it's Ben. I was like, Ben, I don't know about this fight. Like, look at this shit, <laughs> and I would throw stuff up there. Um, and so, like, I was blown away by, like, what they had done to Spyro's character, and I was, like, I was getting real worried, because I, I hadn't done, I, I didn't do the, uh, the crash research, and so I was, I got really concerned that it was going to be this just horrid stomp, and then, you know, we started looking at the stuff the research team was putting in there, and they showed that feed of him coming back down to Earth, and I'm like, okay, like, all right, good. And, we, and he's got, like, gadgets and stuff to deal with the flying and yeah. stuff, so I was like, okay, cool, now, right, back on, like, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was yeah. really and, interesting. That actually kind of reminds me of a question that I didn't put down, so this might catch a little bit off guard, and I'm sorry about that. But uh, Legend Spyro, at the very end, we mentioned it in the episode. Oh, this shit. He somehow pulls the planet together. We had a whole meeting about this, by the way. This one specific Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. It, some people might argue that that means that he is a planet-level being who can has a destructive force or durability or some such that is on par with characters who can destroy planets. Yep. And with that in mind, why on earth would we even pit him against Crash? Well, but that's not really what that means though. Like him doing that magical spell thing isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily put him on a planet level. Yeah, it's just a magical spell. Thing where he's can like fight Dragon Ball characters yeah. or something like that. So there's all right, the thing that came up about this and like I was very adamant in the way we worded that segment specifically because Sean, I think, has an amazing theory as to like how this happened, that the planet came back together. We discussed right? this for a long time about like exactly what was going on with that, because it's not explained in the game. Right. It just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're at the core of the planet, God. he beats Malifor, and he's there with Cinder, and they're like, oh shit, the planet's falling apart. What do we do? And Spyro's like, oh, don't worry, I got it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> pull it back together. I think I know, I, I think this is my purpose, or something like that, and he looks to Cinder and he goes, I love you. And then just the <laughs> planet goes, and I was like, power, what the fuck? The like, power of <laughs> love is just like G Gundam so, all over again. Sean has a really cool theory because they talk about how dragons don't really, they never truly die. Their spirit just becomes part of like the life force or whatever, right? Yes. And like they're you. down like pretty much at the core of the earth or somewhere and there's this big purple crystal. There's also this other really confusing part where they're fighting Malfor and then he lands on this crystal and these spirit dragons just pop up out the ground and pull them down out into of the this crystal. crystal. Of, yes, yeah, yeah. They pull them down, they pop out of this crystal and pull them down in. So Sean was very, very convinced that like that's what's going, these like dragon spirits mm -hmm. are the ones mm -hmm. responsible for lending like their power to Spyro to put Oh. Well, like, well, there's more to it because the the ether crystals that or just the power crystals that Spyro's right. So specifically, the, the spirit time. gems that Spyro's collects throughout the game come from these crystals you smash on the surface of the world yes. in the Dragon Realm. And according to Ignitus, those gems are made up of the spirit of his ancestors, and by absorbing them, he is granted the wisdom and the strength of his ancestors. Yes. Yeah. So presumably. When they get to the big crystal in the center of the planet, that's the source of all of these gems, and the ancestors are the ones who come out of the gem and take Mount. Mm. And there is also a theme, to a certain extent, of life after death. Right. Where we literally see uh, dead, like, dead dragons and what's happened to them. And there's like the cryptographer? The chronicler. Chronicler. Yeah. Um, and him discussing the afterlife of dragons and seeing the, the dragons who have died in the book. It's like every dragon whose life has ended has a page in this book. Spyros has yet to be written, so it's assumed that maybe And then eventually died, dragons are also maybe. like reborn, right? Right, and well that's it, not- No, they don't say that specifically. They, only spot, only the legendary purple dragon is reborn every 10 generations. And they don't even say that it's reborn, it just says a legendary 
purple dragon. Right. Born every. So he's exactly. like Neo. Okay. Mm, yeah. Well, he totally and like because you know Neo is kind of like. But Jesus the idea. Christ. Spyro when he pulls the planet together does one of these as the like. He just fucking them. lifts up and yeah. it's just. It is kind of like the Christ thing. It's going. got a little bit of but, that going. But the idea is that he's tapping in like the energy of the dragons in the, in the crystals all over the earth. It's and all see, over the planet. And so I think he's that, tapping into that to pull it back together. Yeah, and I and I think that was a really, 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 really plausible theory. I think it's probably right, but the game doesn't give us enough information to, to specifically say, say that. that that's right. what it is. Mm. It's just really fucking cryptic. He just says, I think I know my purpose. I love you. I know my purpose. <laughs> and then he's flying in a golden field. Right. So like But at the same time, outside of that one event, there is no other example of Spyro showing that kind of power. Mm. To do the, anything. The only other only other thing you can point to, at least uh, tapping into the ether specifically, was Dark Sparrow. Well, it's just that each each time Spyro does it in the Legends trilogy, it's at the end of the game, and it's in a moment where it's like a life or death moment. Mm -hmm. So to defeat Cinder, to defeat the Ape King Gaul, and to defeat Malifor, he has to tap into that ether. So. Arguably, he just taps into the ether of the entire planet instead of just himself in order to... Maybe. Arguably. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. I don't know. Part, part of the challenge of this episode was that it, Spyro games really don't explain a whole lot of what's going on. Yeah, I don't like remember... Like, as I, was, I was watching the episode and I'm hearing you guys do the research, and I'm like, when did they say this? <laughs> like, yeah, like they, didn't, they never even aimed ether, yeah. for example. I That's why some fans call it convexity. convexity. Yeah. Yep. Hanging okay. out. So, uh, go on forever. moving on, <laughs> uh, uh, we got a couple more questions left. Like, uh, why did we include Aku Aku in the fight but not Sparks? A uh, real easy explanation is Sparks was important in like the first couple games, but really his importance becomes less and less as the trilogies go on. Yeah, to the he's point like the of, comic relief. He's like comic relief in the Legends trilogy. Yep. And Aku Aku, on the other hand, becomes more and more important in Crash's life to the point of the last two games, you need him in order to jack the Titans yep. and then use those powers to overcome you know, all the obstacles in Crash of the Titans and Mind Over Mutant. And as uh, Ben was saying earlier, like, you know, we try and answer as many questions as possible and we try and answer uh, as many anticipated responses as uh, much as possible in an episode. So if we didn't include Aku Aku, everyone just would have been like, well, yeah. you nerfed him. If he had had Aku Aku, then he would have won. And so this was like, we did the research and saw where we were at, and we knew Spyro was going to win. And so it was like, now that answers that question. If we didn't do it, that's all anyone would be asking. Yeah. We need to do the episode again with Aku Aku. And we want to hear the, the noise, too. The booga the booga. Yeah, I mean, you want to see Aku Aku in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can make the argument that if Aku Aku wasn't there, then Crash would have died much quicker. Uh, but there's also the question of uh, if Spyro didn't have the ether breath, would it have been a tie? Since we did mention that neither of them could really hurt each other that much. Here, here's the thing. Like, we're talking about a magical dragon who not, I mean, the breath is awesome, and like we talk about, it's the power of a thousand suns, you know, it's a particle accelerator, the, the size of like, a, I don't know how wide that beam would be, but it's wide enough to dissolve a bandicoot. It obliterates Gaul. Yeah, it obliterates Gaul. But so, other than that though, like, ether breath notwithstanding, like, it's a flying magical dragon. <laughs> yeah. Like he has four other breaths that he can use. He has the height advantage. He has the speed advantage. They're both equally durable. So with all those things in mind, like there are enough there's factors enough outside yeah, of the for sure. breath. I mean, that's the thing that we constantly kept telling ourselves the animators as we were animating the thing. We we're like, he's a fucking magical dragon. <laughs> like we gotta our we gotta make this bandicoot look as cool as possible because He's a, he's it's a, a dragon. It's tough. I mean, yeah. he may be a magical dragon, but like, Crash is a mutant, superpowered, like, with gadgets. Monster with gadgets. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Like, they're both kind of crazy. Uh, but uh, it's just a, a, in a one on one, non controlled environment, Spyro clearly has an advantage, which is reflected in the fight and in our rundown. Yeah, and that's in terms of in the things you talked about. Yeah, right. In terms of whether or not he would win without that, well, I think that would be something we would need to even deep dive even further. You know, like because maybe I mean there are enough advantages outside of the ether breath that Spyro does have, even if they're just a little bit better. That's still an advantage. Plus, I did want to mention that when we talked about Spyro's durability, 
we sort of lowballed it a little bit because we couldn't actually determine the maximum durability based on what is provided. So what we, we say this in the episode that his durability that we gave him is probably not quite what it is. It's probably a little higher. So and even then, like, what would Crash do even with the lowball durability that could kill Spyro? Like, I I can't think of a single attack think, that he has that's strong enough. That's to what I was thinking Spyro. too. I think he's very resourceful and like he like used the copter pack to kind of like fight Spyro in the air, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But, like he just doesn't have the raw strength. Well, what about mind jacking? We didn't so, have a mind jack Spyro in the fight. So, so why is that? That's so here question. here's here's the thing uh, as. Again, not very clear in the Crash Bandicoot universe about how jacking works, but from what we can tell, it's based on mojo. Context is everything, Chad James. Always the sexual, um, sexual deviant. Yeah, the sexual deviant. Is, um, I know what I like. But yeah, so like the he can jack the Titans because of their mojo. Right. He can't I, jack the other creatures because they don't have mojo. I, I noticed a couple of people mentioning though that he did jack uh, Cortex at one point. And so that's like a weird inconsistency. <laughs> you just can't stop laughing. It's because like that it jumped but into my mind. So now that's all I'm hearing. Jack is, is not like just there are Jack people, Mojo. There are yeah. people named Jack. Sexual. Is there, if somebody named Jack came up to you and was like, "Hey," and started talking about Mojo, would you just start like giggling like crazy? Yeah. No, but if you said, "Oh," like <laughs> this is Jack. He's, he's, he's got a lot of Mojo. Titans. That's fine. It's the jacked part. It's all right. The, you're okay. talking about things that were jacked. And so, uh, the okay, reason- so why couldn't Crash penetrate I possess Cortex? myself all the time. <sighs> he did that on purpose. <laughs> so bad. Of course I did. Uh, why wouldn't I? <laughs> you don't possess yourself? Okay, so Crash, so when- Here's, when, the, here's the thing. When that Cortex- mutagen that Cortex drinks did make an appearance in the earlier games. Dr. Brio and Dr. Entropy both drank it, I think, in- Dr. Octopus. The, uh, the earlier games. Sure. But at, in the game that Cortex drinks it, that's when all this mojo stuff is happening. So we can only assume that that style of mutagen has the mojo in it, which then allows you to possess. Well, or that the mutagen has always had some element of mojo. Right, the element of mojo, mojo was not introduced until the right. last two games. So. Right, it, it was there clearly the whole time, but it wasn't That's what powers Aku Aku and Uka Uka. Right, um, but basically, yes, he possesses uh, or jacked Cortex at one point, but it was mutant Cortex. So there's no reason for it to believe that he could actually jack Spyro. Right. This is always about Mojo. It's always about Mojo. Um, okay, and I think we're on the last one. Last question. Why did you not stick to the classic PS1 Crash versus classic PS1 Spyro? And I want to talk about this a little bit because I've, I've seen a couple people think that like it would have made more sense just focus on the classic versions and also would have meant that Spyro would be more even, I guess, with Crash. And that's the thought process, right? Um, but, it, and that sounds okay on paper, but the more you think about it. What would that solve? There's a lot of problems. There's, there's a lot of problems that we would have to like deal with with that. So for one thing, if Crash were to win in a classic battle, then that goes back to the anticipated responses thing. People would just say, well, well, he may have won that, but obviously Spyro and any other incantation would beat him or whatever. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't answer that question. It also becomes a little complicated when you think about their timelines. So Spyro does have multiple timelines. They go across multiple consoles. Crash doesn't. Right. So if you were to do classic Spyro versus classic Crash, would you just take out, would you ignore everything that Crash has done after the PS1 games? If you were to do that, what about Spyro? Classic Spyro may have been on the PS1 games, but he also had other adventures. He was like on Game Boy. There were some. He had like a PlayStation even had, 2 game. He had two PS2 games. Yeah. I think, before they so rebooted it. How do you determine which games you use? And just by diving into that whole mess, weird. you're automatically creating bias by omission. Yeah. So we couldn't do that without clearly creating some favorable opportunity for one character. So that's why we basically went with this one. Um, yeah. And also because it's just more general, it's, it's an yeah. easier answer mm-hmm. for people, I think, to digest mm-hmm. um, because it's not so complicated and leaves a lot of questions. And that's basically it. There yeah. you go. Hey, if you want a fun little uh, Spyro fact going through the classic games, um, one, I find there's some great little voice lines and little things that happen in there. But I found a, an inconsistency. Um, I believe it 
it's either the first or second game, Spyro's going to fight, I believe it's the Yeti, and uh, a townsperson or whatever tells the text reads, go in there and fight that Yeti. But the voice actor said, go in there and kill that Yeti. And they didn't do that in games like back in the day. Like it was rated, I'm pretty sure it was E, right? And so like that shouldn't have been in there. And somehow that uh, that made it in. That was a fun little thing that I learned. Yeah, ESRB I sleeping on the job. I mean, you're speaking shot. of which, yeah, I'm, you're doing some weird things. I was in your shot. I know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, you look like I a heard child. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's good> <laughs> Carry on. All right. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I'm sitting down. No, one, you're not. You're in the fetal position in yeah. the chair. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, it's sitting in a way. <laughs> I'm just trying to get comfortable. These right. chairs are comfortable as hell. These chairs My are child. comfortable. What? My child is like that. Like, he can't, like, when he sleeps, he's just always moving. He's just doing a little 360 on his side, trying to get comfortable. Yeah. For like 45 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to read him books. I just, I don't know. I was just trying to get comfortable. Oh, the things. And then you guys think. made fun of me for it. So. No, mm-hmm. I mean. Well, look at the shot. Oh, great. <laughs> we're just hanging low. This is this is like what this we're talking about cool comic Richard Friends. Torian's just keeping it casual. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> like, yo, hey kids, keep it, get your hat backwards. Hey kids, hey, let me kids. talk to you about hey, drugs. Hey fellow kids. <laughs> what? Oh, fellow drugs teenagers. <laughs> drugs? What? Oh. Oh, you know, like okay. drugs. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, Crash Spyro. It was fun. Yep. And yeah, it was super stuff. fun. Uh, like, if you guys like it, give on. it a give it a thumbs up. Uh, like, uh, go ahead and leave a comment. Super fun. Tell your friends. <laughs> share it with your priests. Oh. Share it with, <laughs> share it with, share it with your priests. <laughs> Only share like go. my worst secrets with my priests. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, okay. I can get incarcerated if someone interrogates him. Oh boy. Priest, priest Torian. We're learning people. a lot about Torian today. Mm. <laughs> no, or not. Were you not learning about, about Torian today? <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't know what's next. <laughs> it's on the fucking screen! <laughs> ben, save oh, us! Yeah. No, oh. I'm done with this segment. It's Do time it. for Chad to take over for about... Oh, yeah. You're right. 45 seconds. Oh, yeah! So. Look at that um, segue. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know who shaved their uh, face? You know what else I appreciate? I was I was honestly expecting the, the Yeti thing to be a lead-in lead in. to, oh. to this. You're right. That I was totally been a good expecting one. that. So I didn't say anything because I was like, "He's got a plan. I'll let him do it." My bad. And then it, it dropped. <laughs> I got caught up in the conversation, but I'm glad you reminded me because, um, guys, uh, Dollar Shave Club has been a longtime sponsor uh, of us, and you know they're one of the reasons the show gets to keep going. Uh, so, like, we've tried their products, love their products, um, and the thing you guys need to know—you've probably heard me talk about it before—but they are not just about razors. So guys, your bathroom called. It's time to give it the cleaning it deserves. Get rid of all the junk that's lying around, freshen it up with high quality products from Dollar Shave Club. Uh, Members like us get everything we need for our morning routine delivered right to our door. So listen, here's how this goes. Dollar Shave Club has razors, shave butter, shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, everything you need to look, smell, and feel your best. Uh, We get amazing high quality shaves every morning using the Dollar Shave Club Executive Razor, which that thing is serious. Like, seriously, once you hold it, you'll know instantly. It's got some weight to it. Um, uh, and then, of course, there's their Dr. Carver Shave Butter, which is fantastic. It goes on clear so you can see where you're shaving. Um, and since they deliver everything to you, you don't have to set foot in a store wandering through aisles looking for stuff and trying things. I, I hate shopping with a fiery passion, so it's great and super convenient in this day and age. It's the way to go. Uh, so, clean up your bathroom and your morning routine. Join Dollar Shave Club today for just $5. With free shipping, you'll get the six-blade executive razor, plus trial sizes of shave butter, body cleanser, and one-wipe Charlie's, which are for your butt and the real nice. Uh, then keep the blades coming for a few bucks a month. Uh, get yours at dollarshaveclub.com cast. That's dollarshaveclub.com cast. Thank you, Dollar Shave Club. You guys, seriously, go try it. If you have shaving needs of any kind, man, they're or like bathroom needs. They, they like have all the products. Like next time we do a read, they're gonna have like clothes. <laughs> they're gonna have like food, new chairs. Yeah, that, uh, place that shave butter though. <laughs> shave butter is legit. It's real good. good. All right, all right. Well, good to know. All the shave club has got everybody's back. But right now, I want to know and butts. What's going on? <laughs> Did you guys see? That solo trailer. I'm excited about it. I can't wait. I love new Star Wars. I think it's fun. Really? It's interesting. What? 
I, because a lot of the a lot of feedback for this movie up until this point has been very negative. Everybody's been very worried about it. Uh, There's been a lot why? of behind the scenes shit. And then they released this trailer. The acting director thing is what so fucking well made. Everybody's on board with this movie now. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, to watch. I mean that's what it's it takes. It's like like you can make a good thing, but if it's like presented in a shitty way. We were talking about trailers up. last episode mm-hmm. uh, about whether or not like how much they should show, and the topic was brought up of how trailers sell movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this was a good one. Star Wars has Disney has done a very good job yeah. with selling their Star Wars movies yep. through their trailers. The only blunder they ever had was Rogue One. Oh, look at it. Where the first trailer what? was nothing like the actual movie because they changed the movie after the. Oh, movie. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But like, so like, what I was saying last when we were, when we talk about trailers, like this should be the final trailer. Like they shouldn't yes, put I out think that, Well, this is the, at least the theatrical trailer. See, they, so, they shouldn't put out. They shouldn't put out another. Yeah, I don't want anything more. This, I, I, I know as much as I need to know. Yep. yep. Exactly. They did a fantastic job with this. Um, that guy's got scars I, on his I face. I do think. <laughs> see, good trailers don't necessarily make a good movie. Sure, Everybody sure. remembers how I've, good Man of Steel's trailers were. I, yep. Those were fantastic what? trailers. That movie's cool. Well, you've got weird tastes, so. What? <laughs> it's Superman doing Superman shit. What are you? Yeah, no, don't bring no, this up. We're talking about this we're right talking now. About Solo. I, I do appreciate the space I western. I appreciate this. Yeah. I really appreciate the space Everything western. Everything you've heard is I true. I love. I'm so happy that Donald Glover is in this movie. I love yeah. I honestly wish the whole movie was about him. So everybody does. Too. Um, I also wish that. I don't like that they gave the robot like a very, like, like very I want to talk voice. about that. Uh, I want to talk about... The wacky robot sidekick once again. Yeah, I there's know. always a wacky robot episode. sidekick. Well, that's what they do. Every single like, also, real quick, it. that's the future. This is what I want to point out. You guys remember Shadows of the Empire? Yeah. This is my favorite part of this fucking trailer because I was like, oh shit, it's Shadows of the Empire. That's awesome. Like, anyway. Which maybe it took inspiration from that. I, they, they must have. It looks so much like. Well, it's, it's the space western thing. It's mm-hmm. a train robbery. I like uh, yeah. when um, Star Wars like embraces um, like making like slick. Cool costumes, but with like this space vibe. Yeah. Cause like that lady came out and she had like a very like badass like cape kind of half coat type of thing. Like that's I love new Star Wars. Well, it looks kind of like the imperial cloak Damn, that uh, Krennic was wearing in Rogue One. So what I'm assuming mean? that she's like undercover or something like that. New Star Wars is like way cooler than old Star Wars. Oh. Everything like quick guys. Wait, which old Star Wars? Like everything before it's episode. Two old Star Wars. Every everything before episode seven. Mm. I don't like as much as I like this new stuff. Mm. Get out. Mm. Like, <laughs> like seven up until potentially solo are like now my favorite Star Wars stuff. God damn it. I mean, okay. I well, mean, right, let's no, just, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. They've done a pretty good job with it. Like, it's a controversial job uh, yeah. so far, but like, like I like Star everything. Wars, I like seven. Good. I like eight. I like Rogue One. I like. Um, Did you like Last Jedi? I like Last Jedi. Cool. Wait, was that not eight? That was eight, right? Oh, I guess that was eight. Yeah. 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 I like all of them. Way better than I like everything before that. They're definitely better. Well, you, I was gonna say they're better looking, but maybe not. Like, well, that's Empire not is, fair. I mean, good. That's not a fair comparison, and I'm not saying it because of that, because that's obvious, right? Like, those are made years ago, and they and they look great, but like, nothing beats practical. Shit looks better now. Like, it looks better now. Well, they've done plenty of practical effects, but. We're not, here to, we're not now. here to talk about those movies. We're here to sure, talk sure. about Solo. And I, know, um, I guess something I want to talk about. Or are you going? Somewhere? Well, I wanted to talk okay. about the droid. Okay, thing. go for it. Yep. Because there was a whole something that I have been annoyed with with these new movies is that we don't have any alien sidekicks. True. There's like no alien character yeah. outside of Chewbacca who is already an alien character. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting sick um, of che- Chewbacca. And they've they've had so many opportunities to include like an alien character, and they just haven't. Yeah. There's Maz in Episode Seven. She, New Yoda? Yeah, well, kind of. That's like, f- she's interesting. Like, I would have liked more with her. Sure. Because, like, how did she get the lightsaber? Is she Force-sensitive? Let's explore this stuff. Uh, maybe she can go along with them. We don't know what's going on with her. Well, they and then she gets up. that, like, dumb cameo in The Last Jedi. <laughs> Do they call her up on the screen? Where it doesn't even make any sense. Playing why, Call of Duty? It doesn't even make any sense that's, why Poe would call her. Yeah. It, it's weird. Um, but, like, that droid was, like, a perfect opportunity to... Introduced yeah. an alien character, you know, or or Rogue One. There's like all these humans. Why are none of them aliens? Like I've got that's a problem true. with that. But I agree. I don't know. And, and they keep doing these. Droids I mean, that's just that like are, they're the funny characters. You gotta get that's that just comedic like droid. Fantasy to space movies happen. recently in general, though. Like even with Valerian, you had a very good opportunity to have like Rihanna, her like shape shifting alien, to be like part of the crew, and they just didn't do anything with it. Well, Ben, you know Hollywood's got this big kick right now. It's very important of accurately representing. Ethnicities, 
with, sure. with those actors. And I just don't know where they're going to find some space aliens. So clearly, you it's know, very true. make a robot. I know. Like, if one problem. of them dressed up as an alien, like, alien face? Ugh. I don't want to <laughs> get in that. It's not relatable to any audience out there. I mean, how many Twi'leks go to Star Wars movies? Holy shit. I just want to be... alien face. I just want to be a Star Wars... I just want to be a Star Wars or one of the, like, sidekicks with the main cast is just this big, just fucking... Octopus, like you can't even. It's like just no form. Speaking of octopus, why do all these Star Wars movies have tentacles? If you notice, well then, there's so many tentacles in Star Wars now. Every single deep. one has don't, it. Don't like Rogue One had that weird tentacle it. monster for no reason. Uh, there's the tentacle monsters in Han Solo's ship. Yep. In the first one, uh, there was wasn't there a tentacle monster in Last Jedi? I can't remember. There was uh, a tentacle thing. No, but it was like that that mo- that alien where you like milk him. Well, that was, there was different. Something. I don't remember. But like in this one, they're literally <laughs> flying through a squid the same with tentacles. Thing as a tentacle monster. Yeah. There's all these tentacles in Star Wars now. I, and I know that's the only like thing I hate about Rogue One too, and Space I guess because that monster, is because they they like oh. added like um like the raid dudes and all those fight dudes in there, and then they get killed by the tentacle monster. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Come on. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Kind of underused. Kinda but the, you had something to talk about. Yes. Um, did you notice? It's very brief. Um, but it looks like they're introducing Chewie's wife. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Do you think it's his wife or do you think it's his kid? My prediction, predicting these kinds of movies is hard. My prediction is sort of based on the old Star Wars lore, like Expanded Universe, where Han Solo was a stormtrooper who rescued Wookiee, or or Chewbacca, from a slave trade camp. At the beginning of the trailer, it shows a planet, maybe Coruscant, we don't know, where Star Destroyers are being made. In the old canon, the Wookiees were enslaved to build stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. might be taking from that. They're not going to make him a stormtrooper, though, because they just did that with Finn. I don't know if he'll be a stormtrooper, maybe a pilot, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. Or, or he's just like, they also might, might not make him a stormtrooper at all. They, he might be, a, or, or an Imperial at all. He might just be some, like, low-life thug who the, right. who the uh, stormtroopers chase every so often. And mm-hmm. he gets in, and he sees these Wookiees, and they're like, oh, shit, this is a terrible situation. Let's team up Chewie, and we can get out. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Chewie has to say goodbye to somebody. I don't know. Like, there was, yeah, there's that one shot where there's another Wookiee. I'm expecting that to be pretty early on in the movie because these trailers, Disney Star Wars trailers, have been pretty good at not spoiling things. Yeah. So it seems a little odd. Do you think they it's going to be like a dual? Because um, this is like obviously before, but do you think it's going to be like a dual kind of like origin for Chewie as well? As Look, well as Han Solo. Yeah, uh, he, the he one does, thing I he hope... He does say that he's already 127 years old. 190. 190? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Also, like, old so, like, Han is like, the 127 cool... is very specific. Where did you get that from? Oh, that's what he Han Solo is, like, the cool, slick guy, right? And, like, most of these most recent Star Wars, I'm not quite sure about old Star Wars, so I don't remember them very well, but they have a bit of, like, lightheartedness, lightheartedness, and, like, like at, the, at the beginning of Episode Eight when they're doing that whole phone call thing, mm-hmm. Or just like when Finn finally beats Phasma and he, he, like, he rises up and he's just like, hey. And he just knocks her out or whatever. Sure. Do you think because of the character of Han Solo, like who he is, do you think a majority of the movie is going to be like that? Just like the di- where it's these funny quips and all this stuff. You're talking about the, the sidekick syndrome. Yeah. Like the funny character becomes the main character. Yeah, yeah. It's a little awkward. I know there was talks about it being a comedy when they were first writing it. Um, and then all the directors changed happen or changes happened, and now Ron Howard's making it, which is good. Ron Howard is usually a good, I think. Sure. There's some article that said that he always makes at least crowd pleasing movies, even if they're mm-hmm. not like super great. Um, so I'm sure he's done the best he can with this. But I, I mean, Han's not like he's a lighthearted character, but he's not like always wisecracking. Sure. The right. most serious story, one of the most serious stories in. Empire Strikes Back is his, is his relationship story, yeah. with Lando yeah. and mm-hmm. how Lando betrays him. Yeah. Um, and like he's a lighthearted character, but that's a serious story. And it worked there, so I'm sure that kind of thing will work here just fine. Uh, what I'm not entirely sold on is the guy who's playing him. Aldrin. What? Yeah, I don't like Aldrin. Him oh, what's his name? Aldrin. Uh, not, not Donald Glover. <laughs> I know, sorry, I thought you I thought you were talking about the Lando thing. I was like, oh. Fight, it's gonna Aldrin, break Aaron, out here. Aaron Reich? Yeah, I don't Aldrin, like him Aaron either. Reich? I don't know. I like his face. He seems, he seems to be you don't tr- like his face. That's no, why that, they casted him. No, no, no. That's a fair thing to say. That's why you hire certain actors because they got to look good and stuff. I'm personally and I don't glad like his face. A, I'm glad he, he's a no name to me. Like me too. I, I don't. I don't. I've never. 
He's not a familiar. Well, I actor. mean, Ray is a. Well, she was a no name, but yeah, and I was. I happy like her about face, that. but she Ray <laughs> is not portraying a character that is like revered by an entire fan base. Yeah, it's a new character. It was a new character. I mean, I guess, but he looks like some kid in, from that '70s show. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's well, kind of the point. Yeah, the movies. And came that's out okay. In the 70s. That, that's okay. Yeah, that, that's literally the it's, point. Yeah, I I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eric Foreman is that what is that who we're, there he is Kelso. See, here's the deal. I, uh, I can buy him as a young Han Solo. I just don't know about. Yeah, he's like, I'm not sure that he's gonna portray him. Kind of yeah, we'll see. Like, I can't say that until I've actually seen the movie. You can tell he's trying. Like, so I got in the very beginning. I heard about all the like, you know, oh, they hired an acting coach for him yeah. and stuff. And like, I noticed that like the ver the beginning of the trailer. Like, I'm like, uh oh, he's not talking. I was like, everybody's talking but him. And then it got to the lines, and I was like, okay, like. I wasn't like, oh my god, it's like Harrison Ford reincarnated. It was more like, you can see he's definitely trying in the way, like, the tone and the way he's delivering his lines. And also the way he's walking, you can tell he's carrying, trying to carry himself. You can tell he did a lot of studying to try and be yeah. Harrison Ford. Whether he does a good job or not, we'll see. It just looks like he's, it just, like, his face looks like I'm trying. <laughs> Damn. His face is fine. I'm just going to say that oh, right now. No, man. he just, like, like, well, not, not like, just, like, uh, physical. He just looks like I, he's I, trying I'm, so I'm hard. I'm sure some people will say, like, trying to recreate the Harrison Ford effect. Like, make a young Harrison Ford is probably an impossible task. Right. Well, then don't do that. But, Be you. <laughs> well, I don't think it is. Because the best parts of the prequels was uh, Ewan McGregor recreating Alec Guinness. He did a great job. Yeah. yeah. Like, totally buy that. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how he does. Overall, I'm, I, I know a lot of people are now totally on board with this movie because of the trailer, but I'm still remaining skeptical. He just looks like a tryhard. I want to see Torian at a bookstore. What? Oh, no. I want to see how you select books. That would be great. Can we do that? Oh, it's, like cover, it's like cover, back, and the first three pages. Okay, deeper, oh, deeper than I thought. I yeah. thought, you, like, there's literally saying, you just judged a man by his face. <laughs> I thought no, you were no, going to no. judge books oh, okay, by their okay. cover. That's, is that's, I'm going I, with that's it. if I was judging, while we point to the screen, it's not on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's if I was judging him on, like, like physical appearance. He looks like one of those try-hard actors. Like, I'm, you're, wow. you're, I'm Han Solo, so I'm going to be Han Solo. And it's like, accusations you here. supporting my Donald Glover, Donald Glover as Lando, he just looks like he's just like super comfortable in that role. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking Lando. It, right? okay. The Han Solo kid looks like, oh, I'm Han Solo, what I, I, am I going to do? Can, I can get what he's what he's going at. There is a certain, it's, it's hard to describe when you're watching an actor and actors who are really good at what they're doing, they almost it's present like a certain air aura. Of confidence. Yeah, there's an air of confidence yeah. in that they yeah. are their character. There's a French yeah. phrase for it. I can't, yeah. I, but I can't pronounce it. Look at that! Je ne sais quoi or something yeah. like that. Like, you, know, you can, you can right. buy. He was Donald born Blood. this way. <laughs> he, that he, fucking Han Solo guy? No, that's a mask. <laughs> there you go. All right. And, and we got to get, get moving, but I did want to bring up the Meg trailer as well if you guys saw that. Yes, Megalodon. Let's talk about that in the post show. Talk about that in the post show? Okay. Sounds like, Shark sounds movies like somebody are back. here has Shark a, movie. some opinions. All right. Uh, then I want to know what's going on in the community. We've yeah. got a piece of art that I think Ooh, we need yay. to share. Ooh, yeah. Why did you macho man that? It's so good. Ooh, Look at yeah. It's so good. Oh, oh, yes! That's Be amazing. So good. Good. Last week, Tori and Nick wore some wigs. And this is what happened. Yeah, me and Nick <laughs> made these our Twitter it. icons immediately. That is fucking now, awesome. Now, Nick does look like he's in a prison jumper. He was. He was, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was yeah, in that dress. And I was in that dress. And he was in a dress. I just assumed Nick was also in a dress because I knew you were in a dress. So. <laughs> awesome job, That's Tyson. amazing. Yeah, we were not coordinated on our costume last week. So you guys oh, are you got the hair. What, bronies now? Is that is that how it works? Uh, yeah, yeah. bonafide, whatever. That's that this is so, so good. good. Tyson, you're awesome. If you feel like doing one, I will make it my Twitter handle as well. Ben, I'm sure wants it as well because it's I'm really sure. cool. Yeah, sounds good Just, to me. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So, we obviously know that Nick is Pinkie Pie and Torian is Twilight Sparkle. What two ponies? No, that's, that's the other that's one. Rarity. That's the white one. Yeah. Rarity. It's rarity. Uh, it's okay. You don't need to know. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I just. Look at my little lips. So which, I got the little so, double two. So which nice. which ponies do y'all respectively want to be? <laughs> Rap, you're gonna get bonafide. No, that was that's a Applejack. I, I, that's a no. That's a tough question, Sean. There's a lot of ponies, and I've uh, I don't, I don't a lot want of to make a request. My daughter. I don't want to um, make a request. I would rather have somebody have other people right, figure it out for me. All right. As scary as that might be. Gonna <laughs> you know they'll figure it out for you. They do you a spike. <laughs> Why would you Wait, is there, is there like a thing? Well, they can do anything. 
Sorry. Like with Sonic? Why would you do that? I'm sorry. Is there like a thing with Sonic where you can like Sonic, you know how you can Sonic yourself? On oh, like I'm sure programs? that's a thing. You like think like the pony? Yeah. Oh. the pony. Oh, we've no, never tried that. Remember he Sean broke the, the Sonic mode. There was no Tori in the Hedgehog. Right. There wasn't. Oh, that's right. I have the, I was going through my phone just backing up pictures. I have those pictures of me <laughs> and the Hedgehog. <laughs> I was fucking awesome. All right. Well, we need to get to this community death battle. All right. Let's do it. Let's Time for the community death battle. No Tori and the Pony, it just pulls up death battle stuff. Still? Yep. All right. Okay, so for this community death battle, Fucking you can man. always interact with the community death battle using hashtag deathbattlecast on Twitter. Uh, we take responses from you guys to find out who would win, and then we discuss it here, as well as show off a poll that you can uh, answer for each one. So last week, thanks to our editor, Noel. Yeah. Who is editing the upcoming death battle episode, yeah. uh, which we haven't actually talked about a little bit at all, but it is uh, Sora versus Pitt, which is exciting. Uh, he recommended, of all things, the Hamburglar versus Wimpy from Popeye. Yep. So this is what we're this doing. Happens now. Time. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> the Hamburglar, as a burglar, follow me. Just keep. Okay. Yep. Not as a hamburger. I'm still, but as a I'm still with you. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm still here. As a, Go on, Tori. As a burglar, uh huh. Mm-hmm. He should be able not. He should be able to know how to fight. Wimpy doesn't really show. Should he? No, I mean, like he's a burglar. He he, he he has on like a prison outfit. Okay. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no. And you, you know you gotta fight point. in prison. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. If if he's been to jail, he should know how to fight. Right. And I'll he give has the prison outfit on. If has he been to jail? I mean, I guess that is a no, prison no, outfit. No, 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 no. Okay. You want to know how he got that outfit? Uh oh. So there's there, more. Yeah. There how is he a, earned his stripes. There is a there is a commercial where he steals hamburgers from. Uh, Ronald McDonald. In like a regular outfit? And he's wearing, it's either a black or a white outfit. I can't remember the color, but Ronald grabs the outfit and pulls, and he literally pulls the stripes off, or onto him, essentially. Like he rips off off parts of his clothing that then become the stripes. So it's not even like any sort of issued outfit. I mean, I guess. I feel like he could do some serious damage with that snaggle tooth. Why? What's the purpose? <laughs> what's the purpose of the mask? Old chomper. So that you don't know his identity. Yeah. But I clearly know who that is. Yeah, it's Chucky. <laughs> it is Chucky. <laughs> it is definitely grown Chucky. Right. <laughs> well, well, we've got some answers from uh, from you good. guys uh, to look at. So let's bring up the Team Wimpy. You ever seen a stack of uh, argument like from Akuma? He's actually one of our uh, researchers. Part yeah. Of the research yeah. All right, and Akuma says. That Wimpy would easily beat the Hamburglar. Not only has he tricked Olive and Popeye into thinking he's the real Popeye, but he's also beaten base Popeye and survived spinach Popeye. And if you don't know how powerful Popeye is, he's ridiculous. Yeah, Popeye's pretty OD. Also, real quick, say OD. This is one of those. Yeah. It's one of those moments where we very to say something very seriously, and it just makes me laugh about this is our job. He's ta- he's beaten base Popeye and he survived spinach Popeye. <laughs> That's Super his Saiyan. final form. Super that Saiyan is Popeye. Popeye's final form is spinach Popeye. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, double, double spinach Popeye? I was Popeye? just about to say Yeah, he does. <laughs> double spinach. No, barrel Popeye. Barrel spinach Popeye. Oh, you ever seen barrel, barrel spinach Popeye, Popeye when he fucking like the barrel? Yeah, the whole barrel. <laughs> All right, well, we have an argument for Hamburglar from Aaron Mitchell. Mm. We can bring that up. And oh, Aaron says that. that. Uh, the Hamburglar and the King have the highest body count, including factors like heart disease and diabetes. <laughs> Hamburglar's criminal record probably gives him a leg up. That's well, true. see, no, he, he's, he's a burglar. Actually, no, he's on the opposite side. He's trying to steal the burgers for himself. He's trying to save humanity. That's a crime. <laughs> but I do think prison rules do apply here, and if he's served time, he's a hard ass. Yeah, like Wimpy, just he's, he he disguised himself. He beat Spanish Popeye. Beat regular Popeye. Well, you beat yeah. base Popeye. Nobody beats survives. spinach. Popeye. Yeah, that's yeah. the way the show works. It's and fuck you. <laughs> like and then Popeye wins. <laughs> Kids, oh, eat your vegetables. We should totally um, just, you know what? We should totally analyze all the forms of Popeye. Here's, here's, I would love I think, to bring Popeye into a death battle. I think that yeah. there so fun. is a third competitor that we're leaving off here, oh. and that's the hamburgers, because neither of these guys can withstand a hamburger. Both of them make stupid decisions right. based on hamburgers. That's true. So in this battle, where are the hamburgers? Exactly. Are they and fighting over hamburger? I would imagine. I've never seen a hamburger eat a hamburger. Oh, I got it. There's one hamburger left on the planet. Yeah. But why does the, ham- the hamburger just doesn't want Wimpy to have it? No, well, they both want it. 
Yeah, but the hamburger doesn't eat hamburgers. You just takes them so no one else. He can. takes them to the moon. Is that really? Does Nick, he take them Nick, to the moon? Nick talked about that last episode in the uh, Mick Kids video game. What's he on steals the stuff moon? and takes them to the moon. And you got to chase them to the moon. Is he gonna move there? I don't know. <laughs> he That's where all the hamburgers yeah. are secretly being stored in the moon. I just appreciate that he's so clearly a thief and still manages to keep his job at McDonald's. Okay, but that's <laughs> impressive. It's true. It's true. He's if, if, Wimpy can, <laughs> if Wimpy can beat Popeye, I don't think the hamburger stands a chance. Unless he gets a hamburger and runs away first. No, Wimpy. Not a, how do you Wimpy? Wimpy doesn't steal hamburgers though. He like tries to like connive you into giving. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, oh, do it. That's what he wants. He, no, guys, I got it. Though. Like, Wimpy's fucked. You know why? Why? Because Wimpy, the whole thing is that he's poor as shit and he can never afford hamburgers. Uh, that's true. He never has hamburgers. He'll mm-hmm. do anything. Hamburglar, he's always got fucking hamburgers. Look. See, he steals them and look, he's got a plate right there, See, right on the screen. Oh. Seen a plate of See hamburgers it? Like so that. here's the problem Wimpy will do fucking anything. Oh, that's true. He will throw Wimpy that fight. Wimpy will suck your dick for a hamburger. <laughs> he will throw that like, fight for that hamburger. <laughs> yeah, like. And then, like, and then the hamburger's like, well, I didn't know this was going to turn out like this. And he goes, it's but. like a thing. I got this hamburger here. <laughs> you can eat it, but in the last bite, kill yourself. And he's just like, then I don't have to pay you Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. But then he's going to, like, he's going to rip off. His body, and then he'll be Ronald. All right, I bet he could get him to cut off some appendages and stuff oh before he gave God. it to him. Hamburger could really cripple Wimpy if he knows how to exploit that like, weakness. Can we get a plate of hamburger stacked up like that? Man, I've never seen I'm a plate. I would love to see that in real life. Thank you. Like, I'm, yeah. Next episode. Make it <laughs> Do you see Michael did a video on the McRibs or whatever? He got like a oh yeah, of McRibs. they're so good and delicious and bad. Why didn't we do that at the same time? We got the fucking shrimp last. You guys time. had no, it was lobster. Shrimp, lobster. You got lobster. Was, you got fried lobster. It was garbage. I wasn't even here. What? What do you mean it was garbage? The best part of that was the waffle. He had never had lobster, so Austin. Got it was not. Lobster it was not everything. Lobster. And then they and then they and gave, a bag of cheddar baked biscuits. And then they gave me this dry as biscuit. That I still fucking t- taste in my mouth to this Hold day. Hold on. Oh, I know you're not about I'm to knock about the cheddar, the cheddar biscuits. biscuits. Are you fucking kidding me? That biscuit was drier than the, the sun. The one, no. What? <laughs> they are known. Tori, wait, wait, no. Tori they no. are known for their biscuits. They no, in like, fact had we, to. That's fucked up that they are known for that dry ass biscuit. <laughs> that bi- biscuit is drier than dust out of a dust devil. Tori, they had. That biscuit you is ate- drier than grandma's toes. Outside in Mississippi. That biscuit is drier than <laughs> running out, aren't you? No, listen. The CD's fucking biscuits. Alright, you what you ate was biscuit 2.0. What? You, you got, oh, what does that mean? They had to go back to the drawing board because the first one had too many calories. Oh it my was God. insane. That was the good old days. That's what you missed out on. Le- it it glistens. This is a Photoshop It's like sweating. Picture. No, it's not Photoshop. That's a real. What? How? Why is it glistening? Is it on a? Because stove? they paint the fuck butter on it. It's, it's like a six hundred right. calorie all right, biscuit. All right, all right, I'm reining us back in because we're running out biscuits. of time. We gotta we gotta figure out who wins between Hamburglar and Chad. Wins. Who won? Right, as long as Torian loses, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Tori, uh, all of you like these giant. I'm gonna say Hamburglar. Torian. Hamburglar. Hamburger. 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 See what you guys had to say in the poll. I call him Hamblor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. Sweep. All right, Hamburger wins. Akuma's um, just like fuck that. I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and the next death, uh, community death battle, as requested by uh, Dave and Epperson, is going to be Indiana Jones versus Jack Sparrow. What? What? Yeah, like treasure hunters. Interesting. Yeah. Is Jack Sparrow a treasure hunter? I mean, kind of. I thought he was drunk. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That just, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no, <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. No, no. And then on you, top of that, you, and then on top of that, he's like, he's a pirate. Pirates see, are rapists and murderers. Like, but they also hunt for treasure. Like, but they're rapists and murderers. Clearly, well, there is a discussion to be made. You can let us know who you think wins between Indiana he's Jones. He's a pirate. You got criminal. Using the hashtag <laughs> Death Metal Cast oh, on there. Twitter, there will be a poll on the Screw Attack Twitter. Uh, later in the week, and they're both treasure hunters. Is he a treasure hunter? I thought he was just doesn't rape people. That we know of. Wow, that's what pirates do. Okay. On that note, (laughs) thank you for joining us for another episode of Death Battle Cast. We will see you next time. And if you're a first member, be sure to join us on Sudden Death, our uh, first exclusive show that we air over the weekend, as we talk about. The Meg, apparently. Shark movies are Giant shark movie. Rain Wilson. All right, see you guys.